on. It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Sunday, January 12th, 2020. What's happening? How are you? Little bit of intro music there. Hey, Scott Joplin. Public domain. It's been over 100 years. This is fresh. I'm playing my own intro music. I'm like Joe Scarborough on MSNBC's The Morning Joe with uh, Joe Scarborough and... uh, Minka Kelly or whatever her name is. Wow, that's a wild show, I tell you what. All right, what's happening today? What a day it's been. Yesterday, big uh, snowstorm in Chicago. (laughs) I say, what a day it's been, then proceeds to talk about yesterday. Classic. Um, Yeah, it was was interesting because the whole time I didn't think that it was ever going to get cold enough for it to really stick around. But lo and behold, uh, we were all bamboozled. About uh, uh, mid-afternoon or so, um, it uh, it really started sticking. I know I went to brunch in the morning with some friends who, uh, at least one of them, was going to be joining me on my dry January uh, journey, which we're going to be talking about in a little bit here. Um, I'm not afraid to call people out. Matt McIntyre... Uh, Really blowing it with uh, with dry January, uh, sitting there having brunch, and, and my my peeps are down in mimosas and, and bloody marys, and I'm sitting there with my water. And granted, or, or granted is not what I wanted to say, but uh, I, my perspective here is not that I felt uh, pressured or upset that I couldn't drink. I was upset that uh, you know my my peeps weren't. Boy, my phone was just freaking out there. Gave me like ten notifications in a row. Um, Upset uh, with my peeps that they they were, weren't holding strong, you know. Uh, but uh, dry January is going well. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a little bit. There's some some disappointment there, <laughs> not in myself, but in, in others. Uh, let's see what what's what's happening today. It's Sunday, uh, full slate NFL <coughs> playoffs. But I won't walk you through all that. You can check the scores, check the highlights, and uh, tough tough day yesterday for the Vikes. But hey, they got the the playoff victory in there. So. Um, yeah, let's see. Big uh, big win for Wichita there. Uh, double overtime thriller in Connecticut, knocking off the Huskies, who I just learned yesterday at brunch that the Huskies are going back to the Big East, um, leaving the American at the end of this year. Um, apparently it was big news this summer that I just glossed over. I don't know. Uh, thank, thanks to myself for providing us with that lovely intro music. I got to tell you, it was kind of a technology nightmare. Um it's only in real time three minutes uh excuse me three minutes into this podcast it probably took me about 15 to 20 minutes to try to figure out how to lay the track over um it was something that I had gotten really good at when we did our year one recap, which I put together over a year ago at this point already. Um, but it's it's been like a year since I really did significant garage band editing um and so it just uh a lot of the stuff I was doing wasn't coming intuitively. Mixing different tracks, uh trying to get different volumes right, fade ins, fade outs, that sort of thing. And uh we haven't even gotten to the end yet when there's gonna be another song, a different song. If you didn't know that opening music is our uh new theme song. Uh, it's not uh exactly uh a deep cut, but it's the entertainer by Scott Joplin and that's just kind of who I am, you know. Uh, it has now entered the public domain, which is really exciting. I played it. I performed it on my parents' piano out there in Bend, Oregon. So thank you to Stephen Jane for providing that. 
And we're excited to be able to bring that to you every week. The one thing that you're not getting from listening to this podcast right now is the uh, uh, the visual, which I promised you uh, for the new year. And in fact, uh, New Year promises we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions on today's episode of the Beantown Podcast. I got a lot written down on my phone that I've been thinking about, and we're going to be sharing those with you. But uh, speaking of calling people out, let's call out another Matt. Hey, Matt Fiedler. Agree. We agreed to. <laughs> uh, I, 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 call, I talked on the phone with Matt Fiedler right around Christmas, and uh, in principle, bought the camera from him that he was selling me, and nothing yet. Crickets over here. Tumbleweed. I check uh, check the the mail every day, hoping for a nice little brown package for yours truly, and nothing. So. Uh, I know a lot of the fans were clamoring. They were saying, hey, we're really looking forward to the video. Uh, it's going to be exciting to get that going for year three of the podcast. Well, you can send your angry letters to Rockton, Illinois. That's uh, that's, that's where they can, they can go. One thing that I was just thinking about while I was in kind of garage band hell for 15 minutes trying to launch this specific episode of the music was... Uh, pairing the video and the music with the extra audio editing man i don't even know how that's going to work that sounds like a headache it's it's got to be simpler once i do it i think if i do it one or two times i'll figure out a good way to do it but don't be surprised if <clears throat> even though we're adding some audio visual tech to the podcast the podcast still finds a way to be just absolutely awful <laughs> I was having a drink with a friend last night uh, from grad school who I hadn't seen in, in probably two and a half years, I reckon. And uh, it was great to catch up. And she was asking me how, how the podcast is going. And uh, I broke down a little bit, not crying or anything, but just like, it just banged my head on the bar. It was like, it's awful. We're 110 some episodes and specials in. Oh, no, she asked, so what do you talk about on the podcast? And I was like, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. It was rough. It was an emotional time. I don't know if it's coming through on the, the podcast um, audio very well, but I, I'm sick again, which is just seems ridiculous. I had a cold... A nasty cold back in September when I was in Milwaukee, and then I had one in uh, right after Thanksgiving, which led to my tonsillitis, which you all know about. So this is cold number three since the middle of September. We're really rocking it. And this one I'm almost almost uh, over. It developed late on Tuesday while I was hosting some friends actually for a chilly night, and uh Pretty bad sore throat on Wednesday, and then the, the congestion came Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Still got plenty of congestion today. Uh, I was walking out by the lake, getting my Sunday walk-in. Uh, it's not, uh, has nothing to do with Christopher walking. It has nothing to do with Chinese restaurants. My Sunday walk-in, separate words. So I actually, my friend who I had gotten a drink with last night was telling me about how crazy the lakefront is up uh, in the Rogers Park beaches. So I just had to go check it out for myself. And lo and behold, she was right. Wow. Uh, for any Chicago listeners up there, 
It is uh, absolutely nuts. You go up to Loyola Beach out by the pier. It's you know you can tell the water levels are really high. It's kind of kind of uh, catches you off guard. But that wasn't the craziest thing. You go all the way up close to uh, uh, like Leon Beach uh, Park. It where you know where like the baseball field is on the north edge of the Loyola Fieldhouse. That whole path that runs between like the tree line there and the basketball court and the lake is just completely buried. In fact, you can check out my Instagram story for the next, well, until like 4 p.m. on on Monday night, the 13th, you'll see it on there. Uh, Just the benches are like completely buried. There's an extra like... I don't know, meter it feels like of uh, of sand and, and soil and, and just ground that exists there. And the path is just completely uh, buried by the, the, the level of the ground level. The sand is just just completely different. Um, it's I had never seen anything like it. I don't know if that it, it feels like Chicago has been around long enough to where that has to have happened before um and i'm curious when spring comes what they'll sort of choose to do about it if they're gonna try to excavate it or or what the plan is but it was just i had never seen something just buried like that before and it wasn't just underwater it'd be one thing if it was just you know covered in ice and underwater because that you see that all the time that's normal and that's what a lot of the park was like up there but this was just there the ground is just high um and you can barely see the tops of the benches. Uh, it's very uh, strange walking on that. It's like, where did all this stuff come from? But, uh, yeah, if you get the chance to walk out there and see it, it's <clears throat> it's unbelievable. Uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast as we kick off year three here. Uh, number one, we'll occasionally use some controversial language. Number two, this podcast is uh, objectively terrible, and it's third year, still killing it. Still, uh, still awful. Still haven't landed that big guest star yet. You know, um, I don't know. I would love to get like a Matthew Perry type or something. I think he'd be fun to have on the show. Just bring him on. We can just gab for like half an hour. I think that could be good for business or maybe, I don't know. Who else could we get like a Jake Gyllenhaal type or a Tobey Maguire? I think it would be really good for the show. Um, or, or, you know, we could, I, I'm willing to take this podcast in a number of directions. If we want to be like a Sunday morning political show and we can get, I don't know, Steve Bannon to come on or John Bolton, I'm thinking like official statements, White House testimony, stuff you can use in, in Congress. I'm ready to be subpoenaed. Just my body is open and willing, um, Anything to sort of get in front of the cameras, uh, C-SPAN in in particular, that would be a huge get for the podcast. So if anybody has any connections, like if anybody knows either like Mike Pence or a cabinet member or something, I went to college with Mike Pence's daughter, uh, but I don't have her number, unfortunately. Um, Yeah, that's a bummer. That's a a true fact, by the way. If you think I'm I'm bullshitting you, look up... uh, What's her name? Sophie Pence, something like that. Lauren Pence. Jocelyn Pence. Penny Pence. You know what I was thinking about uh, earlier was the female name, and I I didn't look this up, the female name Peggy. Do we think Peggy, that's got to be short for something, right? 
and all the all the old timers listening um, probably are, are shouting at their screens or wherever you're listening. Peggy often curtailed drive from Maggie. Margaret? Peggy comes from Margaret? Wow. I never would have guessed. It's like when I found out Betsy came from Elizabeth, and I was just like, are you kidding me? Peggy, uh, according to Wikipedia, Peggy is a female first name often curtailed to Peg, derived from Maggie, a diminutive version of the name Margaret. It is occasionally also a male nickname. And this is just all the famous people with the name Peggy. Wow. I never I never knew that. That's wild. What about Pippi? Pippi Longstocking? I don't know why I was thinking about the the the, the name Peggy so much, but you know what? You learned something new. Peggy from Margaret. Man, you could have you could have given me at least 10 to 20 name choices if not more or or guesses to to think about where that comes from, man. Peggy and Margaret. What what other nicknames have been hidden from me that <clears throat> I don't know about? Uh, let's see. What are, what other wild ones are there? Okay, so we got Peggy from Margaret. We got Betsy from Elizabeth. Buster is from Byron, right? Is that correct? Is it Byron? Is that what it is? Byron, Buster, Byron. I think that's right. How does that one work? Where do you get that from? Buster? Byron? What happens if we you know what while I'm while I'm doing this Googling, if you want to I I talk like I can I can type something and talk say something different simultaneously. That's impossible for me. So let me just say this, then I'll type, we'll get back to the riveting action that is Quinn Googles random things on a Sunday night. Um if you have fun things like that, uh more that you know about that we haven't gotten to yet in the podcast, um go ahead and email us beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantown B-E-A-N Tierden Podcast at Yahoo.com. You can tweet at us where at White Buns or Beantown Cast. Either one will get there. Uh tweet at us, slide in our DMs, whatever you want to do. Okay. Okay, Buster, let me just confirm this one so I'm not a, a dummy. Buster is short for what name? Originally a nickname. Um, okay, that's not what I wanted. Buster, why is this so difficult? Why? Peggy was, boom, right there. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't challenging. I thought Buster was short for Byron. But maybe not. Originally a nickname who broke things, Bust. Is Bust its own name and I was just making this up? Surely there has to be some source material. Although, although until yesterday I thought Butler was a Catholic school. And apparently it's just like a private Christian school. Buster is Nick. Okay, that's just also short for Benjamin or Benedict. Wow, Buster Brown. I'm learning. So- wow. Well, what if I Google Byron nickname? Byron nickname. Byron Leftwich nickname. Huh. This is a fascinating podcast. Names with Quinn. I guess Buster is not short for Byron. What about Buster Bluth from uh, Arrested Development? 
is that his like official name or does he have something else? Buster Bluth, played by Tony Hale. Byron Buster Bluth. Maybe that's where I thought it was from. I don't know if Byron is officially a nickname for that or if that just comes from uh, this particular show. You know what we're going to do? We're going to get our research team on it, and maybe we'll come back to you next week. Inevitably, we'll forget, and that's okay. Um, We're talking about New Year's resolutions today. Get a sip from my Jack Link's Feed Your Wild Side, jacklinks.com travel mug, courtesy of Uncle Andy. Yeah, we're doing New Year's resolutions, um, and uh, I thought I would share some of mine with you. So uh, to start, I, we had a lot of a lot of these resolutions have actually already been alluded to in the first 17 minutes of the podcast. So if you thought the show was going to get a lot more riveting, oh, just you wait because it's not. Um, okay, first thing. A lot of these resolutions are not like eat more vegetables or uh, call your grandma or um, fewer racial slurs. They're going to be things like I got to figure this out. I got to figure that out. First thing I got to figure out, and this is New Year's resolution. It's all in my head here. Uh, 4K versus 1080p resolution. Okay, seems simple enough. So 1080p was the you know the 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 gold standard for a little bit. So you go on YouTube, you can you know change the the video quality. You got like what what like 360, 420, 720, um, nine over pi or something, and then 1080 is like HD, crystal clear, the stuff you really want. Now the new thing is 4K, which presumably stands for 4000. My question: How did you know we spend so much time going from 360 to 480p to to 720p to whatever the other one I said to 1080p, and all of a sudden we go from 1080p to uh, 4000? That's like what were we doing with all these little jumps going from 360 to you know 720? All of a sudden we're going from 1080p to uh, all I'm saying is what happened to 2K or at least like whatever 1080 p times two is like 2160 p 2160 p right that's a fun thing to say you would have thought at some point in the last year or so 2160 would have been like a cool new phrase that would have caught on now we're on 4k so i don't really understand how we made that like quantum leap there's a little scott bacula reference uh and then my other question is 5g because i thought like that was going to be the big thing in 2019 and you see the tv commercials talking about 5g and 4k and i don't know we're, we're getting to these smaller numbers it seems but more bandwidth apparently um but i feel like you know what, what do you have to have one of these iphone like 13s to get 5g in your network or something um i i don't know it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me um i think i have 4g although mine says lte on the phone uh, when i'm not on wi-fi is, is 4g the same thing as lte and what on earth does lte stand for so these are a lot of how my new year's resolutions work um is me just thinking i need to find stuff out i'm a very intellectual very curious person um what on earth does lte stand for long-term evolution that's so boring you know i thought it was going to be a cool like lipofedrine technological um enhancement or something which sounds like some kind of lap band surgery you could get what okay 
New resolution. A new New Year's resolution. What's the lap band? You know, you don't always expect to, you know, have your pituitary glands and other smart parts of your brain uh, stimulated so intensely when you listen to the Beantown podcast. I know a lot of you come here just looking for cheap laughs, but I'll tell you what, a a new New Year's resolution in 2020 is Beantown is getting intellectual. We're going to have experts on. We're going to get scientific. We're probably going to have Cornel West on for a big time Friday night smackdown debate on religious studies. It's going to be epic. Going back to the lap band here, the adjustable gastric band. But who is adjusting it? And how is it adjusted? Okay, a laparoscopic adjustable gastric band, commonly called a lap band, A band, or LAGB, is an inflatable, whoa, what? What? An inflatable silicone device placed around the top portion of the stomach to treat obesity. Okay, so you don't have a lap band just hanging out in your body. It's something that you got to buy from the dollar store and put in yourself. Uh, To treat obesity intended to decrease food consumption. Oh, I'm looking at the picture. Wow, this is crazy. It's like like they put your stomach in a vice. Oh, that is some wild shit, man. Oh, man. Patients with a body mass index BMI of 40 or greater. Okay, 40 or greater. So let's do my BMI. And you're <laughs> this is going to be bad um, because my BMI is is high, man. Okay, so what, what, what did we say? 40? Stupid website. I can't zoom in. Everything is super small. Like my penis. Um, okay, 6 feet 1 inches. Your weight, you can figure it out if you do, you know, Y equals MX plus B. You fill in the exponents or uh, the, uh, what are they, what are they called? X and Y. It's not a Coldplay song. It's, um, they're not called exponents. What are they called? I know what an exponent is. I'm not a dummy. Um, the equations, the integers, I don't know. Okay, well, so we said 40 or higher. I'm sitting at 30. Okay, we're still good. How much would I have to weigh to qualify for lap band surgery? Because I'm thinking maybe like Obamacare might cover this for me. We're just plugging in numbers now. Okay, that was too high. I can't I can't get all the way up to 350 pounds. Ooh, I almost put in 3,000. Yikes. Um, it looks like I need to hit about 305 pounds to qualify for lap band surgery. New New Year's resolution. Maybe. I... I guess consult with your physician first. Maybe long-term plan, hear me out, I gain a whole lot of weight, go on Biggest Loser with Allison Janney, Bob, uh, Bob, Bob, what's his name? Bob Hope, Bob Barker, Bob, uh, Bob Ross, What's that? You guys, the, the trainer, the gay trainer. But wasn't there an episode where he proposed to Jillian Michaels and it was like this whole big thing? <sighs> Man, 2000, uh, 2005 to 2010 television. Man, that stuff was rock solid. You got The Office. You got 30 Rock. You got Biggest Loser. Deal or no deal. You know, a lot of people right now just know Howie Mandel from uh, 
uh, like America's Got Talent and stuff. But you remember in Deal or No Deal how good he was? And then at the very end, when he'd say, you know, we'll see you next time, he did that sweet, like, sign-off move with his hand. Oh, man, that was hot. How he was hot. I'm recreating the hand motion. If we had video, you all could see it. And I'd be making millions. Um, new New Year's resolution. Play more online deal or no deal. What I like about the online deal or no deal, you can play a game in like five minutes. Because you can just say no deal all the way through and you just get whatever's in your case. And after you do that about two times, it's really not as exciting. What would be fun, and I've never done this, but what would be really interesting um, and a really actually kind of fascinating like uh, experiment in uh, chance and probability when you're playing where there's nothing inherently at stake is if you like gambled and played against other people, see so you get the highest score. Um, or at least like, I, I wonder if I like sat down with friends or siblings and there are three or four of us and we all got one chance and you had to get the highest dollar amount possible. That would be really fascinating. I'm sure there's a crazy amount of math you can do to figure out. Um, and, you know, there's never like a best move if you're going first and you don't know the score to beat. It just comes down to your risk tolerance. That's actually really fascinating. Um, it's the same concept as, as the single-player game when there's real money at stake, but it's a way to spice things up when there isn't. Real money at stake. Bet you didn't think we were going to start off year three by talking about online dealer and no deal for a minute, but we did it. New New Year's resolution. More dealer and no deal. All right. Let's get to another one here, then we'll read some ads. Oh, this has been brought up recently on the podcast, but I'm really passionate about it. Okay. You go to like the 60. Two sixty-three hundred block on North Clark Street, just five-minute walk from where I live right now. There's a place. There, okay, there are a lot of places, but uh, belching here on the west side of the street, you got a Marathon Gas, and then directly south of there, slash. Partially attached, perhaps, I don't recall, um, to, like, the, the main building part of the gas station where you can go in to pay or, you know, buy Jack Links or a 12-pack or whatever. Um, it, there are two, uh, seemingly two separate establishments that share the same building. One looks... Like, fine, legit, whatever, I don't know. It's one of those, like, get money quick places, money lending, loan sharks. I, I don't know. I've never been into one of those places. Um, I assume what happens when you go in is you just, like, give them your address and your Social Security card or something. Um, and then you get a loan and you pay back interest, whatever. I, I don't know. I've never been in one of those places. Hopefully, I'll never have to go. Seems like if you're in there, it's it's never a good thing. Um, and, and so that's like okay, fine, whatever. But it's, you can't really see any, anything in there. It's covered in neon signs. Next to it is a place that a hundred percent of the time 
and like 99% of the windows covered in blinds. You can't see a thing in there. There's a sign out front, like a tall sign, not like attached to the building. It's a standalone thing, like you might see on the side of the highway. Um, that's I think it says East Africa Restaurant Open 24 Hours, but the sign is like completely falling apart, and it just looks really shoddy. Um, but there's always a sign, not like a neon sign, but a, still an electric lit-up sign in the window of this so-called East Africa restaurant that says open and then it's the sign it's like red open but directly below it has like all the hours if you know what that sign looks like so that's sort of the stage I've set here when I moved here this summer the parking lot was a giant like pit um, I don't know what the big construction was why it needed to happen but um there you know you couldn't access either building seemingly but both signs still set open the whole time which is why i'm skeptical and then part 2 now it's it's back to a normal parking lot um although it's pretty limited parking right in front there you only ever see cabs sitting there and then uh, part three, I've never seen anybody go inside or outside of the restaurant. And so I'm like, and you can't really, in fact, let's just pull it up on Google Maps right now. Let's see if we can get any information. Um, I'm pretty sure you can't really see much. So you got, there's the shell. Ava's African hair braiding. There's a marathon. Oh, that's next to the marathon. There's Amal Financial. Okay, that's the money transfer place. It's open till 9. Yep, that's it. So that place looks legit enough. But what about this East African restaurant? La Mushkila restaurant, is that it? 6258 North Clark closes 1 a.m. Open 24 hours, my butt. Is this it? It looks legit. I don't know why I've never even looked at this before. Yeah, there it is. I'm looking at the street view. And there are all the cabs parked out front. So do the... Why does it look so not inviting in there? Why do they have all the shades drawn? There it is. East Africa Restaurant open 24 hours. Why would it be open 24 hours? Who sits there and how do they afford rent? I've never seen anyone go in there. My New Year's resolution was to figure out what the deal is with these places. How did they even stay in business? That parking lot was a pit for like two months. We're going to need to get a business expert on here to figure out, you know, how, how does a place stay in business? You know, are they like compensated for that? You know, I don't, I just don't understand. Oh, the Packers already scored a touchdown. Oh, that's nice. All right. We ought to read, read some ads here. I just got to, Shermer to take over as Broncos offensive coordinator. You gotta be kidding me. Why couldn't the Vikings just bring him back? Man. My Texans, my Texans. The Texans were up uh by a lot, twenty four to zero, and they then proceeded to be outscored fifty one to seven. Ain't that nice. If I could find uh I thought I had there it is, Google Docs installed on my phone. We're getting really high-tech here in year three of the podcast. I'm reading the ads from my phone. How do you like that? Uh, 
<clears throat> Let's see. Home Pride, Oregon. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services, including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride, Oregon is both contractor certified and and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's wrangle hold on the home inspection market, and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, you gotta call Steve at 541-410-0316, or visit homeprideoregon.com, that's 541-410-0316, or visit homeprideoregon.com, Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. I felt like I started to get a little bit of Jeff Joniak there, and that's a first down, Bears. That wasn't that good. I got to practice that. That's kind of a niche. I'm a bigger fan of niche impressions um, than your standard run-of-the-mill big national kind of people. Um, you know, anyone can do Obama, uh, except me, because I'm just trying to do it on the fly. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, no, I like... If I could do, you know, Chicago people a little bit better, um, you know, I'm thinking Ditka and uh, Jeff Joniak would be good. Lovey Smith would be tough without blackface. I said I'm going to use fewer racial slurs. I meant it. And uh, I don't know, Vince Vaughn, I guess. That would be good. Jim Cornelison. I have to work on my singing voice. I got options. I got things in the hopper. I love a good hopper, man. Um, Okay. Shout out to the Samson Q2U series with us in year three. There goes that damn sink again. We were... Oh, man. I don't think you can pick up any of this. I swear, it, it like, startles you. Um, Sometimes I hear it from my bedroom in the middle of the night, like, through multiple walls. Um... Yeah, man, that's crazy. Man, it's loud. Um, yeah, the freaking sink, it's like Harry Potter. So I've, I've done my research, and I, it's just like the tenant before me must have been pretty awful with putting food down there. Um, so there's just a lot of you know air pockets and stuff that, that bubble up. I get it. What is fascinating to me is, for instance... Right, or it's not doing it right now, but but thirty seconds ago when the sink was gurgling like crazy, I haven't run the 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 kitchen sink faucet since well since it's been about I don't know three hours or something at least, and it's just just right now just hanging out just gurgling, it's just gurgling, man. Why does it do that? Like multiple hours later, not thirty minutes. Not thirty seconds, hours upon hours. Just don't mind. Don't mind us. We're just we're just gurgling over here. Just gurgling. Gurgling. G u r g l i n apostrophe. Wow. Um, TV Guide, man, really, really dropped the ball. Man, think of how many you know cool TV Guide covers I could have had. I got four. I was promised 52, 52 copies of TV Guide. I got four. And it wasn't even, you know, they stopped long before I moved. It had nothing to do with an address change. 
really disappointing. I think my, my, my spirit miles really dropped the ball on that one. I should have gotten the men's health or whatever, whatever the option was. Ah, disappointing. Uh, cuts by Q, and I'll mention that despite the fresh blanket of snow on the ground here in the Chicago land area, I uh, went outside on my back porch, which was had a solid five or six inches on it, in my slippers this afternoon at halftime of the Wichita game and gave myself a fresh cut by Q. I'm very proud of it. Uh, it looks nice. Uh, pretty sharp, pretty pretty clean. And if you want to hear more about some of the options that we offer you at Cuts by Q, just listen to this ad. All right, let's do it. Bob and Weave. We all know the hairstyle. We all love it. It's perfect for basketball season. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, just a little different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned. What word was that? Independently owned and operated since 1995, 25 years ago, baby. And it's probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, and the greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops and everything in between, just call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200. Or you can email Cuts by Q at yahoo.com. Again, that is Cuts Q-U-T-Z, by Q at yahoo.com. All right, if you're at home, go ahead and sing it with us out there nice and loud. Oh, and you need a fresh do, something snappy and new. Just call the experts at Cuts by Q. Mm. Big shout out um, to all the, the family the last month or so that's been on the podcast, one. But then also some of the, the ads they've been reading, that's been exciting. Uh, we had mom sing the song. I don't know. Other people came on and did stuff. I don't really remember. But, um, yeah. Thanks, thanks to, for that, guys. All right, second half of the podcast is going to be a lot shorter because I want to eat supper. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty hungry here. <clears throat> I was having. Uh, I mentioned tonsillitis earlier in the the show. I have a friend from college who just had her tonsils out this past week, and I was talking to her on Twitter um, back and forth a little bit through direct message, uh, just about you know what the process was like for her. Because it's something I've considered with all the tonsil problems I've had the last couple of years of my life. And she said it actually hasn't been that bad, the recovery. Um, but the biggest thing for me is, you know, what would happen to the podcast for two weeks? Um, we'd have to get a guest host or two. I don't know. I don't know if I can risk putting the podcast in jeopardy for my own personal health. These are big sort of life decisions that you have to weigh, that you have to consider. So, I don't know. It's not going to happen anytime soon uh, because apparently I only get tonsillitis once a year and it's right after or during Thanksgiving. So we got another solid 10 months to go um, before we got to worry about that stuff. So uh, what's that, 10 months? It's another 45 episodes or so. We're good. We're good people, okay? Okay, back to New Year's resolutions. I have a lot here. I'm going to go through the rest of them pretty quickly. Um, But there's some, I'm still, you know, a lot of it is stuff that I could Google search, but I kind of like to just talk about it anyways. 
what I'm really doing is giving you a mental, whether you wanted it or not, uh, I'm giving you a, an inside look into sort of w- the things I think about when I'm on my commute to work or when I'm at work or when I'm trying to fall asleep, whatever. This is where my mind is at. So to recap, we've already talked about 4K versus 1080p resolution and where 5G fits into that. Um, we, I think we kind of crossed this off the list, figure out what the heck is going on at the East Africa restaurant up on Clark Street, 6200 block. I think that's largely been solved. Uh, I'm, I'm not satisfied by the answer. Basically what I'm getting at is I think there's some sort of like illegal activity, money laundering perhaps. I just don't understand how I've never seen anyone in this restaurant and it's open 24 hours and it's still there. Like, how do you pay the bills? I mean, how do you have fresh food? Like, it, it the the business model doesn't make sense to me, but we're we're getting back to where we were 15 minutes ago. And I'm going to plow ahead here. Um, okay, New Year's resolution. Figure out the difference between trans and saturated fats and what is okay? So let's let's pause right there because I'm I got another one that's going to kind of blow your mind on top of it. Okay, so we got trans and we got saturated fats. It's not an LGBTQ thing. It's trans fats from the Latin root for across, like transportation or transcontinental or trans Siberian orchestra, and then saturated fats. So saturated probably has something to do with you know if you have. I'm just. I told you we were going to get a little bit more intellectual on the podcast this year, and we have been so far today. So when you got uh, an atom and it has its entire electron kind of shell with eight electrons filled out, um, I think that's oxygen. So I don't know because everything's made of carbon, right? Organic uh, compounds. That's what organic chemistry is all about. And presumably fats are made of carbon. So I think carbon is six, right? So when there are six electrons, see, I'm putting this chemistry uh, class I took at community college good use. So saturated fats are probably, you have a carbon atom, uh, a fat atom of carbon, a carbon atom of fat that is uh, got his electron shell completely filled out with six electrons, then it's probably, I reckon it means saturated. So that's saturated fats. Well, what are trans fats? Why do they mean across? Maybe they're just longer when you look at them in a microscope. Okay, but here's the bombshell. Omega-3 fats. It sounds like a like the space shuttle. Like You got the Challenger. You got the Lunar Eagle module. Module. That's a tough, you know, if someone asks you a module, M-O-D-U-L-E, someone asks you to define a module, um, like, what would you even say? Because you got a lunar, you got the, the Lunar Eagle module uh, that landed on the moon, I think. But you also got, like, a module in, in a class is like, a, a unit of some kind. Um, module. It's also one of those words that's just fun to say because you get to do that cool, like, turn of the lips thing with your mouth. Module. Not your lips, I guess. Your teeth. Module. <laughs> Module. <laughs> it's like like ma and then the, the jewel, which is like the smoking thing. Jewel, is that also a, like, unit of energy? Or is that a Newton? Newton. Jewel. What? What? (laughs) 
Dry January is going great. I'm just getting a little crazy. Okay, new New Year's resolution. I posted about this on Facebook. This was our teaser for this episode. Get a new thing that people know me for, and I'm narrowed it down to three. And I'm not even joking. I mean, we've had like five people vote, but it's completely split two votes per person between these three. Uh, I'm thinking either clove cigarettes which I had to Google because I didn't really understand what they were. Interesting stuff. Can't buy them in the U.S. Crazy. Uh, drinking, but you can have a, a friend who lives in Indonesia can ship them to you legally. This Okay, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting you. Read the Wikipedia article on clove cigarettes as I did on the toilet this morning. You can... <laughs> You can't buy them legally in the United States, but you, someone can just ship them to you. Uh, ship them to you. I. It seems like it doesn't make sense. Uh, you know what was really funny? Apparently, like ten years ago or something in the U.S. or more than that, like fifteen twenty years ago in the U.S. banned clove cigarettes. Um, Indonesia, like, filed some sort of complaint like international lawsuit type of thing basically saying like the u.s was screwing them out of you know millions of dollars of sales which is probably true um and that that's like the fact that they'll sell the u.s will allow like menthol cigarettes but not clove cigarettes was um there's a word i'm looking for that i can't think of it but unfair basically but it you know it's like who has the power to like do anything? That's some sort of like international court. Uh, it was just really fascinating, you know, countries like suing other countries, basically. Um, it was really cool to read about. If you want a good five minute read, go read the Wikipedia article on clove cigarettes. Um, the three things I'm trying to choose from clove cigarettes, which I guess I have to get them shipped from Indonesia. Drinking diet root beer kind of seems like a cool niche thing. Like who, one who drinks root beer, who, who half of one who drinks diet root beer like crazy i guess you just say one who drinks this two yada 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 i decided to go the other way I went from one to one and one half like when the lion you remember lion king one what was it lion king one half or lion king one and a half i think it's like a timon and pumbaa thing i don't know or wearing a top hat now early returns are pretty split between these three things. But I will say the top hat has something going in its favor. I don't have a top hat specifically, but I bought this cool purple hat. Um, and I think I could kind of like be a pimp or something. So check, uh, you know, if you see a cool dude walking down Clark Street past the East Africa restaurant and he looks perplexed at what is going on inside the East Africa restaurant and he's wearing a cool purple hat, Say hi, because it might be Quinn David Furness, host of the Beantown Podcast. Okay. Um, oh, this is something that Larry David brought up on uh, a very interesting topic of conversation on the Today Show a couple days ago. And he, he, so he's doing like a crazy media blitz right now. He's literally been on like every goddamn show. Um, stick to the minimal pillow philosophy. This is something that Larry brought up. I'm a big fan. I, if you're a multiple, like, five to ten pillow person on the couch or the bed, like, I, I don't dislike you. Uh, it's just I don't get it, especially the beds that have, you know, m pillows upon pillows upon pillows just for decoration. Pillows should be there for sleeping. 
if they're there for decoration, you got to throw them off the bed every time you climb in. And then you wake up in the morning. It's like, oh, I guess I ought to make my bed and throw these pillows back on the bed. In what other aspect of society are we okay with just saying, you know, twice a day I'm going to throw it on and throw it back, uh, throw it off and throw it back on? Like, this is asinine. It's unacceptable, and I won't stand for it. Pillows are for comfort. And when you have that many pillows, frankly, we've gotten too comfortable as a society. And you want to know something? That's why China is kicking our asses. We've gotten too comfortable as a society. I say as I'm lying on my Craigslist couch. But, but, you'll be pleased to know I'm resting my head against the armrest, which is frankly very uncomfortable when the pillow is at the other end of the couch next to my feet. But for this portion of the podcast, I have intentionally avoided using my pillow to feel uncomfortable. So I'm standing in solidarity with my own words, which is pretty impressive when you consider uh, standing in solidarity with yourself. Um, so yeah, you know, cut it with the, the, the pillow crap. Two, two pillows on a queen bed. If you're riding a, a twin or something, one pillow. Uh, there's no room for two unless you got uh, unless you're you know sharing the bed with someone. Which, boy, I tell you what, I'm sure we've all been there. Classic college thing to do: two people on one twin bed. That's tough. Uh, I hope you really like that person. Oh man, just having some like not nostalgia, but memories of times I've shared a twin bed with someone else. Um, boy, some good memories, some just awful memories too. Look, look for that in the behind the scenes um, show. Which, by the way, okay. And I know I tease this a lot. Um, I haven't found the right time uh, to. I I I I know one day that I'm going. If you made it this far on the podcast, you're a hardcore listener. Thank you. Uh, one of these days, I'm going to release the Memorial Day 2017 episode, the only episode ever of the Bean Town Podcast that has been completely lost. We recorded a full episode, me and my at the time girlfriend, um, and it, it never saw the light of day. I listened to about 30 seconds of it last week and I was, um, astonished actually, uh, because in my head, what I had thought was a really like painful thing that never should have seen the light of day was actually an amazing episode and just a lot of laughter. So that will, that will surface. Um, that's my guarantee to you. Uh, I got to figure out when I'm going to do it, not because it's not ready, but just because I want it to be heard by as many people as possible. And I don't have the time or resources right now to create a media campaign for that. So quick sidebar back to, uh, the, New Year's resolutions. We got uh, two more here. One, I want to do more charity work. So I did, uh, I worked with a charity, uh, a nonprofit this past summer, gave piano lessons at a church to uh, students and then uh, uh, accompanied them on their kind of end of the program recitals. That was awesome. Looking forward to the future, I think uh, I could do some work as an unregistered nurse. It could be nice because, you know, so you, you if you go to the hospital and you want to be a nurse, you got to be a registered nurse, an RN, right? It's a classic title. But I think being an unregistered nurse, you, you know, you avoid all the red tape. You don't have to, you know, work at a specific hospital. You just kind of go around giving, like, procedures and, and treatments to people. Like a tracheotomy, 
You ever seen those, man? I first learned about those in like some survival book that we had growing up that was pretty cool. You like stick a pen in someone's throat and like breathe for them. I, it sounds pretty badass. So I, don't know, I might try something like that. Unregistered nurse. Unregistered nurse. Um, I think something where I could like teach kids to skate would be pretty cool. Um, I had, I guess I wrote that down. I didn't really decide if it was like skateboarding or ice skating or roller skating. Um, regardless of the kind of skate, I personally, I can't skate. Um, but I would like to teach other people to skate. And I think, you know, in a way they would teach me. So that's something I could do. Um, let's see what else is under charity work. This one just says cheerleader car wash. All right. Um, well, I guess I didn't fully develop that idea. Some of the, you know, you keep your phone next to you when you're sleeping and you wake up, you write down some crazy stuff sometimes. Uh, moving ahead here, last New Year's resolution. And, uh, man, this this feels like the centerpiece of the podcast, which is hilarious because we're getting to it at minute 53 here. Um, if you stuck around this long, thank you so much. Dry January. Is something that we're participating in for at least our third or fourth year. You know, here's the thing about the Beantown Podcast. A lot of you have come to expect, you know, you, you tune in every week. You see what crazy hijinks is Quinn up to. Some sort of booze-filled sex romp up here on the north side of Chicago. Well, here's what I can tell you. You can go back to any January episode ever of the Beantown Podcast that you want, special or weekly installment. You're never going to find a buzzed or drunk or anything Quinn. Completely clean, never had a drop, never worried about it. Had friends say, oh, you know, they're having a drink and I see it on Instagram or something, and I call them out like the Gestapo, and I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And they're like, hey, it's my cheat day for dry January. If this isn't like your 10-month Atkins diet, this is 31 days. You just drank your asses off over holiday break. Um, I don't know. I don't need a cheat day. It's just a whisker over four weeks. That's nothing. I also don't feel, uh, I don't know. I don't feel like, oh, I really need a drink right now. When I need a drink, I like go to bed or I watch a funny video or I record an hour-long podcast for the fans. So, yeah, I got friends that I was doing it with. They're, man, they're dropping like flies. It's like the Hunger Games out here. It's only January 12th today, right? Yeah, the 12th, man. Oops, I just closed my New Year's resolution notes. There it is. <coughs> came back. Um, yeah, January 12th. Now, I will say this. I was about to go on a long tangent uh, when I was writing this down. Uh, <clears throat> this morning about how I'm a rock, I'm an island, the lone wolf, the last man standing, like, uh, I was going to say Elton John. It's not uh, Elton John, it's Liam Neeson in the gray, although I oftentimes, you know, you mix up Liam Neeson and Elton John. Well, I was uh, <clears throat> pleasantly reminded on Family Chat this morning by my mom, Jane Dennison Furness, Jane Dennison Furness, Jane Dennison Furness podcasting legend, uh, who is now out of prison. Thank you to all who have sent the kind notes that, uh, excuse me, it was a fake belch and then a real belch, that she is also doing Dry January, which she had told me about when I was out there visiting with her, and she is still killing it. So 
props to you, Ma. Uh, you're killing it. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, January's probably at least halfway over. And, uh, you know, it's another two weeks. We got this. We got other stuff to do. Think of the cool, hot, and hip beach bods that we're going to have. Spring break 2020, I'm thinking we go to, like, Cabo, and we become Instagram famous and just, you know, take a lot of booty pics, okay? John David booty pics, USC quarterback, third string for the Vikings for a hot second, okay? Okay. Um, those were some of our New Year's resolutions. Uh, what are your New Year's what I can't talk. What are your New Year's resolutions? Uh, if you want to share, you can tweet at us, uh, BeantownCast, or at White Buns. You can always email us too, BeantownPodcast at Yahoo.com. Again, that's Beantown, B-E-A-N-T, and podcast at Yahoo.com. Don't forget, new episodes of the Beantown Podcast are posted weekly on SoundCloud. Uh, where else? Oftentimes, YouTube. And YouTube is going to become bigger for us pretty soon here once we get the video going. Matt, not afraid to call him out. Um, Let's see. Player FM. I haven't listed these in such a long time. Uh, SoundCloud, Player FM, CastBox, not yet. We're still working on it. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Apple, uh, Apple Store, Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcast, unless we're not there, then just try somewhere else. Uh, coming up on the Beantown podcast, uh, let's see. Next week is MLK Day. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we could get uh, a diversity expert or something on. Uh, Oscar nominations, I believe, are announced in like 12 hours here, which is exciting. It means that it's coming up on time for Ryan Austin English, uh, our dear friend of the podcast, and our Oscars expert to come on the show and uh, we'll do our Oscars special. Let's see. Looks like that's going to be in uh, maybe three weeks here. We'll have our Oscars show. That's very exciting. And, uh, yeah, otherwise, we got the Pledge Drive fundraiser coming up. The video is going to be big for that. For the first time ever, we're going to have an actual phone that you can call in on because it's going to be a live stream. You can watch the show. You can call in. You'll be live on air it's really exciting. We'll put you on uh, speakerphone if you want, only if you want. No one's going to ambush you Michael Moore style. And uh, last year, yeah, we raised something like $300. We're uh, looking for a big pledge drive fundraising month this year as well. And that starts in only, let's see, 20 days, uh, 20 days away from the start of our third annual pledge drive fundraiser, which is really exciting. We'll have the donor tiers. We'll have all that stuff ready to go. And this is interesting um, because, oh, Oscars are February 9th. So maybe, our, okay, here's how it's going to go. Our special will be in four weeks, I believe, with Ryan Austin English. We'll plan on that. We'll have our Pledge Dive fundraiser potentially be in three weeks, I think is what we're looking at. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to do the math. It's tough because the Oscars are early this year, but also Super Bowl Sunday is right there, and I'm going to be in Austin, Texas that weekend for a Bill Murray party, of all things. That's a whole other story that we don't have time for. Get to it on the next show. So we got some planning to do. We'll figure it out, but low... Uh, or, or rest easy, we will have the uh, the donor tiers again like last year. They might be a little bit different. They might be a little bit uh, crazy, but, you know, we're going to have fun with it. So that's uh, what I had in store for you. I'm going to keep this under 60 seconds, although with my new exit music, it's going to go over an hour. So <clears throat> you thought 
you were done with my music. No. Quinn is playing another song introduced now as our exit music. You might recognize it if you're a fan of the uh, long-running, uh, formerly long-running show, A Prairie Home Companion. This is a Tishomingo Blues performed by yours truly on the piano, also public domain music. So if you're looking to sue me, good luck. Uh, performed by myself, again, natural concert pianist and uh yeah let's uh hope fingers crossed the audio mixing goes well if you're listening to this on your phone or your desktop or wherever it means it worked but thanks everyone for listening and uh with that we're hitting 60 minutes right now